Hi, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And it's the hour. On today's extra super duper extra special episode. Woodland bans solar array. Next up, a vote to change the name to Swampland when global warming hits. A university is offering a degree about nothing, but how is this news? Most of them already offered philosophy degrees. Woman thinks her dinner may be a human penis. I hope she didn't cook it too long, otherwise it'll turn into a creamy bisque. Painting eyes on a cow's ass deters predators. Meanwhile, Prince Andrew shifts uncomfortably in his chair. His throne! <laughs> it's Punch a Shark Week, motherfuckers. And Hurricane Laura knocks down Confederate Defenders Monument statue that the town voted to keep. Much like the actual Confederacy, it couldn't defend itself. The town has renamed Hurricane Laura as the War of Atmospheric Aggression. I guess Gone, Gone with Wind has how it was really how it really happened. <laughs> fuck. God damn it. <laughs> ah, fuck, fuck it. It wasn't that good of fuck a joke it. anyway. We'll do it live. <laughs> fuck it. Hey Jeff. Hi Jason. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. We have a special guest today. We do? Yeah. Since when? Since like an hour and a half ago while we were trying to get, figure out this uh, audio problem. We need a new audio engineer. <laughs> what, the cat's not working? <laughs> no, the cat's fucked off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have Charlie joining us today. Hi, Charlie. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's good. We're glad you're here with us. Yeah, yeah. And don't worry about um, I've just been sitting here meditating on the nature of truth. So, uh, yeah, oh. not a big deal. I don't mind waiting. He's ready to go. For an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, can you tell me the, like, the nature of the Soundflower 64 channel output? What is the truth uh, of Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably could explain it to you. It might go over your head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that joke about airplanes. <laughs> sure. I get it. <laughs> so when we have a new guest, we like to ask each guest a series of questions if it's their first time on the show. And since it's your first time, Charlie, we will are going to ask you a few questions, if that's okay with you. All right. Uh, one, do you listen to the pod? I do. Oh, wow. it's the first guest who listens to the pod. <laughs> My favorite Actually, is when you guys have uh, Eric on and uh, drink continually. Mm, yeah, those are good ones. Indeed, yeah. Actually, our, our physicist friend of the pod, he listened to all the episodes Ryan as well. Ryan did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so anybody who's like actually educated has actually listened to the podcast and thought, uh, yeah, I'd like to be on there. Did you just insult most of our guests? Yes, I did. <laughs> no, Becky's educated. I'm sorry. She listens to the boss. She does. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, she kind of has to. Really, I'm just insulting Eric and Logan at this point. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get an email about it. But you know what's so funny is Logan listens to the pod and he's educated. Eric's the only one. <laughs> but he doesn't listen so fucking anyway. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, our, what are we talking about? Uh, second question. So, so we like, we like to talk to people who have different like backgrounds and degrees and jobs. So what are de- what kind of degrees or jobs or education do you have that uh, most people maybe don't have that you're like can provide them a new insight on things? Like we've had an astrophysicist, we've had Eric, <laughs> who was an expert well, in himself. Uh, sure. Um, yeah, I'm a geologist by training, so me and your astrophysicist friend may not get along too great. Uh, but um, I do environmental consulting, so I do like soil and groundwater sampling. And I'm one class away from my philosophy degree, have been for about six years. Nice, nice. You just can't, can't pull the trigger on that last class? 
Or is it a really difficult one? Well, like you said, I mean, what are you going to do with it? Go to law school? <laughs> Get a job in retail? Sure. <laughs> so do they have like a space geology for like asteroids? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are people who study um, like geology on other planets and stuff like that or try and map out the topography of Mars. And So is that a place where like geologists and astrophysicists could come together with like some kind co- is that where the venn diagram overlaps is like, yeah, so, like you gotta realize in in the sciences there's like a hierarchy where like physicists are like the top they're like really smart guys do their thing then you got your chemists who like to hang out in their lab and then biologists and geologists both like hang out in the field all the time and drink lots of beer and we're just kind of at the bottom rung okay i don't know that sounds like the top rung to me yeah me too well yeah well that's how we look at it but yeah. what's the difference between geology and um uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> like paleontology is a yeah, subset of geology. Oh, okay, good, good. And yeah, what about so marine biology? All paleontologists how does, are geologists. How does uh, marine biology fit into it? I think marine biologists are just uh, the guys who like to get high and go, I don't know what to do with my life. I guess I'll be a marine biologist like I won two when I was nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll get all this scientific training, waste a ton of money at school. and <laughs> So I can whatever. swim with sharks. <laughs> right. Shark week. You gotta punch him in the nose. You have to. Uh, so, um, what was your first job ever? Uh, I worked doing tile with my dad, starting in my teens. Whoa! Hmm. So I'm doing a tile wall. If you want to come by sometime, and uh... <laughs> I mean, you provide the food and the beer. I'll give you a hand. It's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. Uh, do you remember what your first car was? Yeah, it was a uh, crappy 1996 Saturn, um, and uh, no power steering or anything like that. Brakes would go out. It was it was great. Did you have the SL1 or the SL2? SL2. SL2. So that was the one with like the, like that was the upgraded one. <laughs> no power steering, yeah. and that was the upgrade. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great car. <laughs> so, do you remember your first concert? Yeah, uh, I went. I was. Forced to go to a Jason Mraz concert uh, with my wife because I really wanted to get laid. So um, it was actually was it, was it the remedy and the experience? Uh, you know, was I'm it, not was sure. Was it the dangerous liaison? Is that, is that a Jason <laughs> yeah. Mraz song? Yeah. It's, okay. I was hoping so, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, so wait, wait. So you does your she wasn't your wife at the time. No, no, we just started dating. You just started dating. So would you go to a Jason Mraz concert to get laid by your wife now? Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Okay, good, good. That's a, that's a good answer. Have you heard any of his new album? Because it's amazing. I, I have not. No, I'll okay. check it out, I guess. All right. He was on, he was on, Fraggle. he was on Fraggles recently. Ooh. Yeah, so, yeah, so Apple TV does a Fraggle show, and, you know, with COVID going on, they do these remote kind of, you know, just like all these other ones where, like, oh, we're seeing each other through Skype. And so that's how they do their show. And he was on the show, and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know he was still doing things. Oh. Yeah. What, what yeah, would was, be? He was high as hell at the time. <laughs> yeah. What would uh, what would be your preferred like first concert? Oh man, uh, Coheed and Cambria for sure. Okay. okay. We've probably never heard of them. I've heard of no, them. I just couldn't name what song they do. Okay. <laughs> I'll educate you guys sometimes. Thank you. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. Well, where did you go on your first plane ride? Uh, Austin, Austin, Texas. Went down to go pick up a truck. Are they still keeping it weird? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, this was years ago. Yeah. Austin they is like time. this wonderful liberal mecca that's just in, 
deeply entrenched inside Texas. It's like landlocked, where where land yeah, would be like Republicans and conservatives. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little island. Yeah, it is indeed. This guy across this uh, across the sack is uh, running this leaf blower. This guy blow those leaves. Clearing out some shrubbery over there, across the sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is so? You've heard the show, so you understand that reference, then, yeah? Which one? Uh, across the sack. I don't know. That's a recent reference. Yeah. So that's uh, Jason lives on a cul-de-sac, and so instead of saying the neighbors across the street, we'll say the neighbors across the sack. Ah, uh, gotcha. So now you've explained the joke. It's no longer funny. Well, it wasn't that funny. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was your first alcoholic beverage? Uh, probably probably a beer. Almost mm. guaranteed. You know, my first alcoholic beverage was at your sister-in-law's birthday party. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. They're a bad influence. They are, they are a terrible influence. <laughs> they they are the reason I drink now. Uh, what's your current beverage that you're drinking right now? Uh, whiskey and Coke. Hey, I'm doing a whiskey and ginger ale. See? Nice. Twins and Jeff's doing Coke and uh... Captain. They call oh, it Captain man. and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> we all have like a uh, cross, whatever. Yeah. We have a Venn diagram of drinking over here. We do. We do. Yeah. All right, our last question for you. What was your first celebrity crush? Oh, man. Uh, probably Julia Stiles. Oh, Julia Stiles, yeah. I know. Nice. Yeah, Does she I have 10 things that she hates about you? What's that? Does she have 10 things she hates about you? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure she would. <laughs> Do I have to stop at 10? That's what she'd say. Yeah. That's, why, that's why Julia Stiles impressed. Do I have to stop at 10? What the hell do I know? Yeah, it's she funny. Was on... I actually just saw her on a show, uh, like a uh, uh, show with Mindy Kaling. Megan was watching it, and she was a guest star. And I was like, oh, still pretty hot. Nice. She was on uh, Dexter. She did a season of Dexter. Julia oh, Stiles did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like she found out who he was, but was, like, kind of okay with it. Because, like, oh, right, right. Like, someone had, like, almost killed her. And, like, I feel like he saved her or something. I don't know. This was ages ago so every episode of, or every new season of dexter has a new person finding out about him and him dealing with that i mean i feel like uh john lithgow his season was probably the best of all of Dexter. like that's the one you watch and that's all you need that's that's how it should have ended that last episode of that season if you haven't seen it yet it's great watch it and then end the show right there just stop i think the season after that was the one with julia styles nice what do you think charlie uh, I have actually only seen the first season of Dexter. I'm not allowed to watch uh, fun adult shows. I can only watch like Moana or Toy Story. So okay. Uh, have you seen Bluey? I haven't. No. Okay, so that's on Disney Plus. I highly recommend it. It's an Australian cartoon, but it's entertaining to parents as well. All right, I'll check it out. So. Meanwhile, the neighbor across the sack has named his leaf blower Blowy, oh. and I heard I heard there's a show coming out about that. Uh, oh, it's on, oh, yeah. it's on Cinemax, though. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a show already about that on Pornhub. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, we generally start the show off like this. Uh, how, was, how was our week? But we'd like to ask you first, Charlie, how was your week? Uh, it was okay. Megan got sick, so uh, she had to go get COVID tested. And then uh, now I'm not feeling great. So Oh, no. Not, not super great. <laughs> I've had better weeks. Did her test come back? Yeah, yeah, she's negative, so I'm sure oh, I will good. be too. Oh, well, that's wonderful. But you still yeah, don't want to be spreading stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's you've just been laying around all week then? Yeah, yeah. It's a good, uh, good excuse to sit around and do nothing. 
True story. And drink a whiskey and coke. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that that's helping to kill whatever virus I have. So. I'm sure. Yeah. That's you just got to get the alcohol level up high enough. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or if you nice high blood alcohol level. Yeah, or if you drink enough, you just pass out until the sickness is gone. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Or pass out in the street and get hit by a bus, and the sickness is gone that way too. <laughs> sure, sure. I, you know, I mean, I could uh, drink some bleach or something too. Have we tried that? Have we talked about that? Uh, <laughs> does that kill the virus? I just don't know. I'm just asking a question. Maybe uh, put some sort of bright light in the body. Look, they hate us for our Clorox. Okay. It 100% kills the virus for sure. It kills everything. It does. It does. I call it the scorched earth virus uh, treatment. Okay. They slash. It slashes and burns. It slashes and burns your heart, your lungs, your kidneys. What other kind of things are inside of us? Your Taco Bell. <laughs> I just said more things about the uh, human anatomy than, than Donald Trump knows. Yeah, very true. So, Jason, uh, how was your week? Uh, we fuck everything. Oh, okay. I had to go back into work this week. Oh, that's shitty. Lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I appreciate being yelled at because I haven't thought of solutions for how to make sure our students can shit safely. So, you know. <laughs> I didn't know that was my job. I thought maybe they would cover that when they decided to open the school. So they have to wear masks yeah. on their butts, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got a little flat. They just open it up. Hopefully, they have lots of fiber. Otherwise, it's just a mess. Those called onesies, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So we have to because we have the majority of our students opted to not come back. Like they're doing the online. So I am teaching not only two classes in person a day, but also 40 students online a day. At the same time as the students are in the class? So what they did is I usually have three periods per day. And so two periods, I will have students in the third period, I will be teaching the online class. And. Keep going, okay, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> and the other problem is I, I teach two grades. So I've. Like when I open my grade book, I've got literally like 15 classes in my grade book right now because we have A day students, B day students, online students, seventh grade students, eighth grade students, elective students, moral focused. Like it's, it's just a big stupid mess. And I'm not convinced that Big Wretch isn't going to just be like, yeah, fuck this. We're just going to stay home. So all this work I'm doing is probably for nothing. And right. it just makes me really angry. And then our CEO sent out this thing that basically was like, you know, if we tell you to stay home because you were exposed, you're fine. But if you get COVID, you're only getting 66% of your pay. So just let, just letting you know. And I'm like, fuck you. You're the one making me come in. You need to pay me everything. Yeah, I'm there five days a week. Because, all right. So Wednesday is a virtual day for all students, including the ones that are coming in. But I still have to go into the school so that, you know, they're sure I'm working. Sure. Yeah, you got to make sure those teachers are doing their jobs. Because I only have 150 students in literally 15 classes. I'm just going to kick off on Wednesdays and be like, you know, fuck it. I'm drinking some gin and whatever. Yeah, nobody will notice. Yeah. Gin and juice. So, yeah, basically, basically today or this week has been just rage-filled me trying to figure out, oh, maybe I could just quit. Would that, would that work? Or me sitting in my room, like, about to, like, just rage out on everything. And, and luckily, I'm, I'm not a – Becky likes to say that she's a firecracker. If she gets mad, pop, 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 she's done. Uh, and then she says that I'm more like a nuclear bomb. 
It takes a lot for someone to to set me off, but when I do, I will destroy everything nearby. So you're like yeah, the, yeah. You're like the Yellowstone super volcano. I am like the Yellowstone <laughs> super volcano, and I'm overdue to blow. It's ready to go any year now, and it'll just murder us all. <laughs> Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. It's 2020. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Good time. <laughs> How was your week, Jeff? Uh, it was fine. So it, it's such a nice day today. I forgot about the entire rest of the week. It's, it is beautiful. Like high 70s. It's breezy. It's sunny. I feel like I'm, I'm in a, a Clairol commercial. Or what is the Easy Breezy uh, Cover Girl? Well, easy I Breezy. I thought breezy. you were going to say Nasonex. Nasonex. The hell do, what the hell do I know about Nasonex? That's why Antonio Banderas. That's that's my latest thing. Like, if you get to be old enough, anytime someone says something you disagree with or you don't know about or whatever, you just what the hell should I know? And you just like they just have to change the subject. <laughs> it's like uh, if you're gonna be to be a certain age, you can't take naps in your car in public because people will call an ambulance because they think you're dead. Sure. <laughs> So like I'm I'm like I'm sleeping in my car and like that guy's a hobo or whatever it's fine, but if I get to be like ten years older I get some more grays like I can't sleep in my car anymore. Ambulance. <laughs> this is true. Uh, well, I guess speaking of uh, changing the subject, if you have comments or ways to change the subject, uh, you can email us at thehourpod at gmail or like us on Facebook at facebook dot com slash thehourpod, or you can tweet us at thehourpod on the Twitter. And I've not been on Instagram very much lately. Were you teasing your dog with a chicken sandwich the other day? I tease them with chicken sandwiches every day. I accidentally. (laughs) So my dog. Okay, so my dog. One of them, when she's laying in the bed, I try to get her off of the bed, for any number of reasons. She makes herself super heavy. She's only like a fifteen pound dog. She's a little tiny dog. She makes herself super heavy, and like you lift up one side of her, and the other one collapses, and like it's ridiculous. So I. Normally, like, she, like if I... the laws of physics. she does. Yeah, it's crazy. She's like a submarine. She's got like the different ballasts in there that she can like move the water to to keep them level. She's got a bed bladder is what she has. You know, a swim bladder helps fish, you know, rise and She's fall. She's like a water bed. Yeah. So today I, I tried to push her off, off the bed and she wasn't going. So I was like, just go. And normally like I push her harder and she'll like kind of slide off the bed and then she'll catch herself. This time something happened. <laughs> And she, I pushed her off, and like she like caught her paws on the bedside table and fucking raked everything off of the bedside table. It was the most oh, no. ridiculous thing because I had a lot of stuff on there, like glasses, and there's like uh, my phone chargers and like a light and stuff. And she just raked everything off of there. I felt terrible. You know, in our in our first apartment that we had, yeah, uh, we had that cat Norbert. <laughs> yeah, I remember Norbert. And she was like a tiny little gremlin thing. So she was not very big. So I, I would try to I tried to you know, give her baths in the tub, but it was like crazy. And I was like, she's small. I'll just give her a bath in the sink. Oh, yeah. Good idea. And so I was in I was in the bathroom trying to you know, give her the bath in the sink. And she grew like six extra arms like Shiva and just started like pulling everything into the like everything that was on the counter was in the sink with her. She's like, fuck toothbrush, fuck toothpaste. It's all coming in. <laughs> If I'm going down, I'm taking it all with me. <laughs> she did. I am the goddess of destruction. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wonderful. 
All right. Well, we got a few updates. Oh, we have a lot of updates this week. We do. Yeah. I was, it was like update palooza as I was going through things. So in episode 107, we digress a lot. Uh, we were talking about Delta banning passengers who refuse to wear masks. Uh, they're banned for life. They can't ever fly in Delta again. They're on a no-fly list. Uh, well, since they announced that policy, they have banned around 250 passengers. So really? We had banned for life, 250 passengers. For life. You cannot fly Delta. Good luck on Spirit. Uh, the, it's the, at Spirit Airlines. We don't believe in luck. <laughs> luck is all that keeps them in the air. Right. You have to pay right. $40 extra for luck. <laughs> uh, the Delta CEO, Ed Bastian, said, Although rare, we continue to put passengers who refuse to follow the required face-covering rules on our no-fly list. Wow. You know, I am kind of surprised they haven't, like, instituted some kind of fee where you can, you know, pay to not wear a mask or something like that. Seriously. Because, you know, capitalism. Yeah. Hooray. You got first-class first coach and maskless COVID class. COVID, COVID class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. COVID right. class. There you go. Uh, so, by the way, the band... and I'm sorry I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jason, but I, I, I didn't mention, if we have audio problems, if you hear echoes, it is 100% my cat's fault. I don't, I don't even live with them anymore, but... Our sound engineer is doing a real bad job today. We're actually, it's a Skype thing, and we're doing Skype because I couldn't figure something else out. So you can hear Jason echoing when he gets loud, which he just did. Um, I'll try to be quieter. Thank you. All right. Keep it down, Jason. (laughs) One of the band passengers includes Robert Robert O'Neill, a former Navy SEAL, famous for his role in the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. He's been banned from flying on... Uh, Delta. I almost said Northwest, but they bought Northwest years ago. Uh, Robert O'Neill said he fired the shot that killed Bin Laden during the 2011 raid. Uh, he tweeted a selfie on a flight with a caption that said, I'm not a pussy. Okay. And then a little while later, he deleted that tweet and tweeted, I just got banned from Delta for posting a picture. Wow. Oh, you got banned for being a dick. But yeah, yeah that's right. It wasn't because you posted a picture. It was because you're being an asshole. So, so you're right. saying, you're telling me that someone who is in the military, who was specifically trained to fight and kill people, is a massive dickhead and uh, he doesn't like to be called gay or whatever? Well, the funny thing is, like, these guys are usually trained to follow follow orders and rules and stuff like that. So the idea of, you know, not wearing your mask is kind of, I don't know, odd to me, I guess. Yeah, it seems like they should be more compliant on things. You'd think so. Uh, in episode 108, it wasn't Billy Jean. Uh, during our lightning round, we talked about the Smash Mouth concert during the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in North Dakota. Okay. Where they had like hundreds of thousands of people and most of them not wearing masks, etc. Well, according to the Billings Montana News, now is about three weeks after the rally. Uh, more than 100 cases of COVID have been connected to the rally uh, and reported in eight different states. Health officials in multiple states are using contact tracing to determine how many Sturgis visitors may have brought the virus back home with them. Ah, the Billings News is a rag. Hey, now, <laughs> got COVID. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Totally fake news. Uh, I'm sure it's just a cold. Uh, While health officials have warned against large gatherings during the pandemic, Sturgis City officials decided in an eight to one vote to go ahead with the rally. So that one guy's like, hey, I didn't kill anyone. The other eight, like, fuck them. Uh, On August 7th, the first day of the rally, South Dakota had 9,371 cases, and now they have 11,500 Five cases. Isn't that their total population? 
Uh, <laughs> not, not county cows, yes. Oh, okay, oh, good, okay. good. Or uh, or dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaur <laughs> bones? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Have you been to North Dakota? Not north. <laughs> You've been to South Dakota? No. <laughs> we... <laughs> I've been to both. Okay. They're very, they're very similar in population-wise. Yeah. Uh, but we were just watching an episode of West Wing last night where they were in North Dakota, and the people of North Dakota wanted to change the name to just Dakota because they thought it was, like, decreasing their tourism because it's north and people think, oh, it's cold. And they're like, no, it's because it is cold because you're, oh, you're yeah. north. Oh, so that's like... Why do we even have a North and South Dakota, really? It's stupid. There should be Dakota, and that's it. It should be. It should be Dakota, and we can add Puerto Rico as a state. <laughs> right. You know, I think we could merge Dakota with Nebraska and just the whole fucking thing's Nebraska. Yeah, fuck Nebraska. Just make it all like Dakota. So I know you, you've driven out, Charlie, to Colorado, correct? I've never driven there. I've only flown. Oh, fly? But when oh, okay. I flew over, yeah, I mean, it was... So, so, so it looked nice. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It smells like cow shit the entire way. <laughs> Nebraska just smells of cow shit. The whole, all of Nebraska. It looked nice from the air. Yeah, I couldn't smell it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Compared to all the smells of disgusting things on the airplane, anything's better. <laughs> well, not all of us fly COVID class. Right. You know you're flying spirit when uh, you look out on the ground, you think dumping out of the airplane would be much better than this. <laughs> Uh, speaking about the sky, in episode 83, What is the Sky?, we discussed the college admission scandal that caught up not only the family that invented Hot Pockets, but also Aunt Becky star Lori Lachlan. Yes, and I have a semi-update here to update our listeners that you like Hot Pockets. <laughs> I didn't know this. I do. I enjoy a Hot Pocket. I get the four cheese. Okay. But on the way here, I texted you and I said, do you want a McChicken? And I said, Yeah. And I was like, when I got here, I was like, oh, this is great because I haven't eaten anything. And you said I had a Hot Pocket earlier. And I said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have diarrhea later. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one and there was no meat in it. And it wasn't a breakfast one. How do, how do you how do you avoid so many low quality foods but still eat Hot Pockets? <laughs> Guilty pleasure. <laughs> I, I eat them very rarely. Oh, okay. It's like an occasional thing. Okay. It's like Hot Pockets and Funyuns and... You know what would be good? I'm not going to lie. I do love a good Hot Pocket. Yeah? yeah. See? There you go. You ever... Or a Lean Pocket? A Lean <laughs> Pocket? No, that's even worse. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> not only is Depends it low quality, it then it tastes horrible, too. <laughs> right. Have you ever deep fried a Hot Pocket? That sounds good. <laughs> I have not. Good. Put chocolate and bacon in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just dip it in batter. Yeah, put yeah. some put some cheese on top of it when you're done. Exactly. <laughs> for when you bite into the molten cheese, you still have cheese on top too. Exactly. That's that's, yeah, a... that's actually my idea for a snack food is uh, bacon dipped in chocolate, deep fried, and put cheese on top because you got the four best things in the world right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, copyright Charles Badrow, by the way. <laughs> Not a sponsor. We, we should get a uh, food truck and we can uh, we can do that. Deep fried hot pockets and uh, bacon, chocolate, cheese. Single-handedly responsible for the uh, obesity epidemic? Well, you know, with COVID around, it'll help uh, decrease the surplus population. (laughs) Uh, Well, the actress was sentenced on Friday to two months in federal prison for her role. You're talking about Aunt Becky here, right? Aunt Becky, yeah. yeah, Aunt Becky's going to jail. She's now in full big house. Oh, have mercy. 
Uh, so she will serve for two months in federal prison. Uh, she also will serve two months of supervised release, during which she must perform 100 hours of community service and pay a fine of $150,000. Her husband is named Massimo Giannulli, Giannulli mm -hmm. which I feel Giannulli. like is the Italian version of Rudolph Giuliani, right? <laughs> Most definitely. Well, he received five months in prison and a $250,000 fine, as well as two years of supervised release and 250 hours of community service. Wow. So, five months. Federal prison. It's a long time. Uh, both of them have to surrender to U.S. Bureau of Prisons before the 2 p.m. November 19th deadline. So, Ooh, I see a standoff they, coming. They get to pick their prison time. <laughs> a standoff. Like a... Um, what are those guys up in the Northwest that uh, I had... like the bikers for Trump or something will come help them out? Right, right, yeah. All these people they're like, we're gonna take our guns. Like that's that's gonna be them. It's that's just how you know that you're rich. Like they, you commit a crime and you get convicted, and they're like, yeah, give it a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just be here by November. Just come to prison eventually. You'll be fine. Uh, you were caught with an ounce of marijuana? Well, that's life in prison. So, uh, <laughs> right. <five years> minimum. <laughs> that's ridiculous. The police will shoot you in the back first. Mm, only, oh, yeah. Sorry only about that. Uh, well, the, the two admitted to paying William Rick Singer $500,000 to get their daughter into the University of Southern California. And they could have faced up to 20 years, but got two to five months. So, there you oh, go. Well, good for them. That's <laughs> yeah. I love I love a, a story has a happy ending. <laughs> uh, corrections, we don't have any this week, but I didn't listen to all of last week's episode, so I'm sure more corrections will come. Uh, I just don't have any yet. And in listener feedback, a young listener, uh, my daughter, uh, said that on the podcast I should discuss the Rough Roughman show. Uh, the Rough Roughman show is good. It is good. Yeah. So it's a PBS show. There's there's Rough Roughman who is a dog, and he's got a sidekick named Blossom. And they do, like, science-y stuff. It's like a STEM kind of show. So it's a good show. So I was listening. She was watching an episode, and I was like, what is the name of this episode? Because I feel like I could use it in class with my middle schoolers. So, Really? It's called The, the full name of the show is called Fetch with Rush, Ruff Ruffman. Um, and the guy who plays Ruff Ruffman is uh, named Jim Conroy. And I always wondered, like, what... What else? Because his voice sounds so familiar. He sounds like um, uh, Patton uh, Oswalt to me. Hmm. Mm, love me some Patton. He yeah. does a lot of uh, voiceover. He's got but it's not. John, John, who is it? John Conway? No. Kellyanne Conway's husband? Jim Conroy. Oh, uh, Conroy. Yeah. Uh, I see. Basically, he just does a lot of voice acting, I'm seeing. Uh, but I don't see anything specific that he was in. So we should move on. Yeah. So the Ruff Ruffman show on PBS, not a sponsor. Oh, he was uh, a voice in Celebrity Deathmatch. Celebrity Deathmatch. Uh, All right. From '98 to existed. 2002. Yeah, he played um, John Tesh and Harrison Ford, uh, and John Lennon among others on that show. So there you go. All right. Moving on then. Let's do it. We move on. Is this the show? We're in the show this now. Is the show now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, we used up our first hour on the intro, right? <laughs> Yeah, the intro only took us uh, 31 minutes, so exactly. <laughs> Got to do some heavy editing here. Editing here. Nah, we just let it go. It's, I, a, I it's, a, it. metric, it's a metric hour. It's not a standard hour. <laughs> gotcha. Imperial or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
So the Woodland Town Council in North Carolina rejected a proposal to rezone a section of land north of town, uh, essentially denying the approval of a solar farm. The planning board had recommended the property be rezoned. Uh, companies are seeking placement around Woodland because of an electrical substation nearby where the solar power generated by the panels can be added to the electrical grid. I've seen a couple of these around town here. Uh, it was like, oh, DTE has sponsored this thing, which is weird because you'd think that the uh, power companies wouldn't want to invest in solar because it will not, it fucks up their business model, you see. Well, they still have to sell the electricity. Of solar? Yeah, so yeah. they get the solar and it goes into their grid that they sell to customers. Oh, right, right, right. right. Okay. Like the individuals, right? So it's not somebody with their, you know, solar panels okay. on their house. It's the DTE yeah, they energy. Don't, they, don't they don't want me to get like the Tesla roof. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So when, so when I worked at the university at the building I worked at, they put a big array outside the building and there was this big DTE sign on the inside that told us how much power it was generating for our building. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. All of it? But of course, no, 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 no. Oh. no. There's a sciencey building. They do lots of, uh, they use a lot of electricity. Oh, got it. Okay. Because it's the old, it was the old Pfizer building oh. in Ann Arbor. They used to. Oh, yeah. Make so there's a cool tunnel that connects the, the, was the west side of the building and the east side building that goes under the, the road. So it's like this big, long underground tunnel connecting the two with like, like the airport walkways that move. Really? That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I said that Pfizer money. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The th three other solar farms were previously accepted by the town. Uh, the one now uh, in process of installing. Uh, wait, accepting the town. Oh, sorry. With one now in the process of installing installer installing installer panels. God wow. damn it! Cut. <laughs> I know you don't do cuts, Jeff. Uh, can you take that from uh, whatever the fuck you just said? <laughs> Three other solar farms were previously accepted by the town, uh, with one of the companies now in the process of installing solar panels. Nice. Uh, so we're, we're getting a, um, a message from our producer. Um, she's asking if we want more drinks, and I believe the answer is yes for both of us. Oh, it was drinks? I thought she was asking about hand jobs. <laughs> well, she was only using one hand, so I assume it's not for both of us. No, she was using two hands, so I assume it was for me. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were rubbing our dugans together, and that's why she was using two hands. Oh. <laughs> and she says, I hate you both. And yes, I'll take one, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. So uh, thanks again, Becky, for getting a drink. Uh, the uh, Later in the meeting, uh, the town council voted for a complete moratorium on solar farms. Complete moratorium. I mean, can they do funerals right now because of COVID? Had to be buried alone. It's very sad. Uh, during public comment period preceding the rezoning vote, citizens expressed distrust and fear about solar. Because I often see a solar panel and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, it's going to give us COVID. Yeah. It's like the 5G. The 5G, yes, exactly. It's the 6th G. <laughs> the right. solarist. I'm also afraid of the sun, but it's because I'm so fucking pale that I wonder That's every time period. it. Every time I get a sunburn, I think, is this one that's going to, this the one that's giving me cancer or not? I don't know. <laughs> You're like a solar panel. You take all the energy and uh, use it to crisp your skin. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, I suck all the energy out of a room. 
Uh, Jane Mann, a retired science teacher. That's a made-up name. That is a made-up name. There's nobody named Jane Mann. Well, there is. She's a retired retired science teacher in North Carolina, and she questioned the high number of cancer deaths in the area, saying no one could tell her that solar panels didn't cause cancer. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) I didn't think they taught science in North Carolina. They don't. Look at Jane Mann. She's the science teacher. Ridiculous. What other diseases can't, uh, can't they tell her, you know, don't cause cancer. Solar panels don't cause cancer for, or whatever. I haven't seen anything that doesn't say solar panels don't cause uh, COVID. Yeah, or, or, uh, yeah, herpes, whatever, you know. Or I've never seen anything that says solar panels don't make you gay. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good point, Jason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Bobby Man said, you're killing your town. All the young people are going to move out. And that solar panels would suck up all the energy from the sun, and businesses would not come to Woodland. This guy knows the science. Look, it's going to be dark. All the energy from the sun's going to be sucked up by these solar panels. No one's going to come and work in the dark because they're going to think I need to be in bed. Man. <laughs> the town won't get property tax outside the city, uh, but seven thousand dollars a year for firefighter training. In case you know a solar panel catches on fire. That's wonderful. Because we we know they often do catch fire because of all the heat from the sun uh, being absorbed. It's like you're you're you have a sun on land, which is a thing. yeah. Because solar panels work basically like Star Wars Episode Seven, right? It sucks all the energy out of the sun and then it shoots it and destroys planets, right? Can you put that into Star Trek Star Trek terms? <laughs> no, Star Trek doesn't do anything like that. Okay, they take a giant Dyson sphere and they build it around the solar panel. Oh yeah. And Scotty is there. It's like popping know. a big balloon. There you go. I get it now. So, um, this guy, this chick, the science teacher. Uh huh. You just have to wonder. I mean, it's North Carolina, so I'm I'm imagining there's some politics going on. But I've met science teachers who have some politics going on. I had a colleague, and. For my current events class, there's a show called CNN 10. It's like designed for students. It's 10 minutes long. They hit a few major stories uh, and put it in like, you know, middle school, high school language so that they can kind of get a brief understanding of what's going on. And I just mentioned that I use that. And this colleague was like, you use CNN? They're so unreliable. Like totally like spouting the Fox News belief on CNN. And I was like, no, no, it's it's fine. Like, this is my field. I know what I know what I'm talking about. But thanks. I was saying, how did she get out of teaching <laughs> before COVID she just, hit? She just moved to North Carolina. Oh, wow. Maybe she took this lady's job. Maybe she did. Well. <laughs> well, she's not going to work in a university. That's for sure. Yeah. That's true. So, so our stories this week have a theme. We didn't they mention do. that yet, did we? Did we mention the theme yet? Do you want to? No, we didn't. Sure, go ahead. No, you do. I'm not saying it. Why not? Do you want to guess the theme at the end? <laughs> You're being very weird about this. I am being weird. Say it. So we're, we have a theme on surprises. Charlie, what do you think? 
uh, I think I heard Jason say surprises. Yes. Uh, let's go with that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so the University of Fine Arts in Hamburg announced a call for applications for their scholarships for doing nothing. Mm. Oh. Do you hear about this, Charlie? I could, I could get that scholarship. No, but I would love to get that scholarship. Yeah? Yeah. So the idea is that refraining from doing something may actually benefit others. For example, if we refrain from doing a podcast, it would benefit our listeners. <laughs> uh, who would otherwise be impacted by the negative consequences of our actions. Yeah. <laughs> like if that lady refrained from being alive, then she wouldn't be spouting so much bullshit about uh, solar panels. I saw a few people like that at the RNC this week, so... I didn't see the RNC. How was that? Oh, I didn't see it either. Are you kidding me? I can't watch that shit. I haven't watched a, a State of the Union address since like 2016. Did you watch the DNC? Uh, so I watched some of the major speeches. So I've seen the Bernie Sanders speech and I've seen the Elizabeth Warren. No. Jill Biden speech. And, you know, all the. All the... You got to be fair and balanced, man. Uh, I can't listen to nonsense. <laughs> So that's the thing. Like, I when Bush was president, I listened to, listened to all of his State of the Union addresses. If he did an address, I listened to all of his. I cannot listen to that nonsense that's coming out now. Like, yeah, it's, it's just wild. It, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I disagree with say Bush, but I feel like he thought he was doing what he thought was best. So like, we have we, we have fundamental. No, I think Trump is doing what he thinks is best for him. I don't think he's operating in good faith. Like, I, I feel like Bush was operating in good faith. Like, there's a system. This is how this all works. I play within generally the rules for the most part. Trump doesn't care at all. And also, this is what Dick Cheney told me to do. <laughs> I think the um, the issue there is that Trump, for him, doing the best thing for him is the, the moral right thing to do, right? Where Bush probably... Maybe he was trying to help other people. I don't know. Maybe yeah, he thought he was. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I feel like... And I feel like Bush realized that he was president of more than just the people who elected him. Sure. Mm. Like, he disagreed, but he wasn't a complete jackass to everyone except his family. Yeah, I could go have a beer with George W. Bush and probably disagree on some stuff, but be like, oh, he's, a, he's a nice human being, bad president. And Trump, I feel like I'd get away as soon as I possibly could because this guy's nuts. Yeah. So. so no one ever thinks, though, that they're the bad guy. Exactly. No one ever thinks that they're morally wrong. They, they have their own set of morals that they go with, and they, that's how they make their decisions. But I feel, I feel like, you know, with you, when you talk about Bush, for example— I feel like he understood that there are like higher levels of expectations and morals and things like that. And Trump is just like, if it's good for me, that's all that matters. Like, I don't think I don't think beyond this personal bubble of me, whereas Bush, like, I feel like he thought I'm the leader of a country, like the weight of I'm the president of the United States of America, I think he understood the gravity of that, and I think Trump doesn't care about any of that. Yeah, and I th you're you're right, but I think that um, for Trump, it probably is all about for everybody uh, doing what's best for you is the mm. right thing to do, right? So he probably does think he's doing right, but we just may not agree with his uh, 
you know, uh, the, yeah. way, the way he looks at things. I just worry that we're comparing Bush now uh, posthumously. Is that the word I'm thinking of? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, compared to Trump instead of just seeing him as he was, which was the worst president ever at the time. Oh, it was awful, yeah. He was just an awful human being. He was an awful president, but I would argue not the worst president. Carrying us uh, into wars, not caring yeah, yeah. about black people, as Kanye said. Uh, I'm just going to say like the 1850s. I mean, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and you got your Andrew Jacksons and whatnot who, you know, tried yeah, yeah. to out a lot of Native Americans. Coincidentally, yeah. Trump's favorite president. Mm, yeah. So maybe George W. Bush wasn't the uh, worst president ever. Maybe the worst president of our time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, well, that's... Nixon? I don't know. I guess that's not our time, but... Yeah, he was before us. Yeah. I, I'm I'm from Reagan on. That's where I am. Were you alive during Carter? For the last few months of Carter, yes. Okay, well, there you go. I, I, I was born right around the election. I don't know what an election day was in that year. Um, it's the first Tuesday in November. Yes, but I don't know what the first Tuesday in November was that year. I don't know what... It was probably like pretty early in November. <laughs> the idea is that we're refraining from. Oh, no, I said that already. Uh, we played with the term doing nothing, but we are meaning to be more precise, not doing something anymore, said Frederick von Boris, professor of design at the University of Fine Arts in Hamburg. The submission questionnaire asks applicants to think about an activity they do not want to do, which I do that all the time, and how long they don't want to do it for. And why is it important to not do the specific thing in question and why they are the right person not to do it? This is very, very out there. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I... from a philosophical point of view, if, if you're not doing something. So uh, back in theater class, I'll give an mm-hmm. example. Uh, we had this director. He was a terrible director, but uh, he was there nonetheless. And he... Um, used to say, okay, try to sit down. And then someone would be on stage by themselves and they would sit down. He goes, no, 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 you're not trying to sit down. Try to sit down. And then they like, they like act like they were sitting down, but they wouldn't. And he was like, no, you're not trying to sit down. You're just not sitting. Try to, you can't try to do something. You can only do it or not. I forget the point he was making because he was dumb. But the point of the story is <laughs> that like you can't try to not do something. You just have to not do it. So I'm not doing a ton of things right now. So does that make me sure. a, an expert in not doing that thing? I think this is probably like some, maybe something you would normally do, and then you're, now you're not doing it, right? Okay. But who knows? So like drive a car, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not yeah. doing that right now, but I could right. also not do that later. Well, apply for that scholarship, man. That's good. That's good. I, I would enjoy not try driving a car. I, I'm totally fine with not driving a car. I that's something I would what, – what's the questionnaire say? Uh, I don't want to do it. I would like to not do it forever if possible. Um, it's important for me not to do it because people are stupid and they piss me off. So what would be the impact of that? Uh, my stress level would be lower. Yeah, uh, There would be fewer uh, carbon emissions from my vehicle, though I do have a very fuel-efficient vehicle. You'd probably lose your job. Yeah, I definitely would lose my job. Unless you want to ride your bike to work. I can't. It's a 25-minute drive. I think a, a bike ride, it would be the better part of a day. Hmm. Yeah. Charlie, what are you not doing right now? 
Um, I mean, there's lots of things I'm not doing, but uh, not playing any video games and uh, not watching TV, I guess, which are my two of my big vices. My other one would be drinking, but I'm doing that. So, yeah. yeah. This sounds like the. That would be something I could do, though. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like like, like Lent. Lent? But <laughs> educational, <laughs> like educational, yeah, yeah, educational went. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm giving uh, up meat or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of too like um, I was just thinking about the, uh, you know, all the protests going on and stuff like that. And, you know, police generally, maybe like they might be the uh, as an organization, maybe they could win this. Maybe they could. Maybe they could not do something for a while, like yeah. shoot unarmed black men. Sure. <laughs> that would be great. The world we are living in is driven by the belief in success, in growth, in money. We wanted to turn that upside down, giving a grant not for the best and for doing a project, but for doing nothing, said Von Voorhees. All applications will be anonymously featured in an exhibit at Hamburg's Museum Museum of Art and Design called The School of Inconsequentiality. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I could not handle the alcohol and the accent and the long word at the same time. The school of inconsequentiality exercises for a different life. Wunderbar. Uh, three cash prizes will be announced at the opening of the exhibit on November fifth, and the winners must produce a report about their experience to be featured at the exhibit. Mm. I would like to not be doing a report about not doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to bring up something really important here, which is uh, this guy's name is Friedrich von Boris. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you met a Friedrich and then also had a von in the middle of your name? Like, that's, he sounds like a supervillain. <laughs> He's got like a castle in the uh, Bavarian Hills, right? <laughs> right, exactly. He eats a lot of tube meat, lots of sauerkraut. <laughs> I like that the Germans are now, like, if you think of, like, the stereotypical German, it's not a Nazi anymore. I think that's wonderful because they've, they've really taken strides to get beyond that, you know, despite maybe some some alt-right neo-Nazi people in there now. But, but what's their what's their reputation now? Like, German dungeon porn? Like, nope. Tube meat, sauerkraut, steins of beer. Lederhosen? Of course. So they're gone to their hipster uh <laughs> the hipster German. image yeah hipster before we we were cool before the war yeah but a lot of the hipsters had the uh, hitler haircut for a while we shall do the hand claps <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> so do the slapping and the clapping and the lederhosen's oh okay i get it yeah it's the hour philosophy all we are is dust in the wind, dude. You know, Miss Buckman, you need a license to buy a dog. Buck quiz, asshole. We're about to blow your mind. Whoa! 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 Philosophize. Let's do it. Let's philosophize about things because we have a a uh, a one class from philosophy major on here. Oh yeah. We really trust him when he has one class to go. Definitely. Probably not. I mean, I can Google things. That's the same, right? <laughs> I'm the best you got right now. <laughs> 
It's to actually trust somebody who hasn't finished college more, like for that for a specific degree, because they they know what's up. You know, they know they can take that last class, but fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> uh, so okay, so what are we asking? What were we talking about here? What's going on? So a suggestion that what we talk about is. Is it epistemology? No, epistemology. Uh, epistemology? Epistemology. Epistemology. Yep. I was close. Yep. I wasn't close. <laughs> so this is uh, the branch of philosophy dealing with knowledge, yes? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, can we know anything? And if so, how do we know it? I mean, I feel if we're a Republican, the answer to that is no. Uh, well, actually, that goes for most people, at least in some circumstances. So we all make up our own truths. No, that's that's the major idea, right? Is um, if you think there is no such thing as objective truth, right? Then you have uh, relativism, which is that all truth is subjective and based on your own perception and experience, right? I reject that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stake that one out right now. Bullshit. Yeah, and that would say that, um, and you would be right, but I would also be right. I disagreed with you, right? So we're both right. We can't both, we can't both um, be right, Charlie. Well, here's the thing. So, Jason, let's say that you and I uh, were discussing our favorite breakfast cereals. And I say, Cocoa Pebbles is the greatest breakfast cereal of all time. And you say, no, fuck that. It's got to be. All right, we're yes. having some Skype issues. Uh, so you had just said, Cocoa Krispies is the best breakfast cereal ever. Not Krispies, Pebbles. I'm sorry, Pebbles. Yeah, it's Cocoa Pebbles. Don't don't get me confused. Right. Don't get it twisted. Um, and then Jason says, no, it's Captain Crunch, right? And then we can have this discussion about that. And at the end of the day, we're going to come away and say, well, okay, for me, it's Cocoa Pebbles. For Jason, it's Cocoa Krispies. So, but is either of those things actual truth? That's just my opinion, right? Like, yes. Okay. For somebody who doesn't believe in truth, a relativist, that would be the case with everything. You can talk about any issue, and it's going to be based on there is no objective truth, right? Well, that's bullshit, though. No, that's not bullshit, Charlie. Are you a are you a relativist? I am not, but only for practical reasons. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But there are certain ways that, like, it'll it will make sense. So, like, uh, there's some. Oh my so gosh! Can... More Skype issues. I feel like. Uh, do you guys ever feel like we're on a, on a Zoom call for work? Like, can you hear me? I'm sorry, I was on mute. Are we? Are we rolling? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Okay. All right. So, All right. so say again. Cultural relativism. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, um, if you there's something called cultural relativism, which is used by anthropologists and other uh, social scientists, and it's you know if you go and study another culture, you you can't judge them or what they're doing is right and wrong you're there to learn about them right so it's productive like if i went to um like saudi arabia with my wife and she decided she didn't want to put on a headscarf it would probably that's probably a bad idea it'd be like the wrong thing to do at that time right um even if she found it abhorrent so Hmm, yeah the idea is that like it's based on the culture okay so it's it's based on the culture and not necessarily from person to person this is just an example of one branch of relativism. So like a true relativist would say that there is no truth. Everything is based on your opinion. I'd say that's probably me not knowing anything else about philosophy that I'm, I'm glomming onto that one. (laughs) I will say that is definitely not me. And I disagree and we'll fight you. 
Yeah, and that's fine. Um, so, like, there's a uh, old example from uh, Darius the Great, this old uh, Persian king. Mm-hmm. And he brought the Greeks over because they wanted to learn from them. And uh, then he had some tribesmen from the Far East. And he asked the Greeks, uh, you know, uh, how do they deal with their dead? What are their funeral rites? And they were like, oh, we cremate our dead. And he's like, well, do you, would you eat them? Would you ever eat your dead? And they were like, found the idea of abhorrent. Of course not. That'd be terrible. And then he asked the same question to the guys from the Far East. And um, they were like, yeah, we eat our dead. That's how we honor our ancestors. And Darius asked them, like, well, would you, would you cremate them? Would you burn them? And they oh, no, the idea is crazy. How, who would do that to their ancestors? Right? Only if the grills turned up, turned up too high. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. You, want it, you want it well done. Um, <laughs> I prefer my grandma medium. <laughs> but, like, the point is, there, like, there's no objective truth to it, right? It's all based on the subjective experience of the different peoples, right? Neither is right or, well, they're both right, you put it. Wouldn't they then both be wrong also? No, you can't be wrong. You're always right. The mm. only major... I think you can be wrong. No, I think, Jason, you subscribe yeah. to this. I think you think you're always right. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, was I wrong about that? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so this is like a major idea, and we see it nowadays too, like with, um, you know, Trump especially, except it only applies to him. So like he could say one thing one day and the opposite the next day, and he's right both times, but it doesn't apply to anybody else, just to him. Oh, yeah. But doesn't that prove that there is an objective truth because he's a liar? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, ascribing to this belief. I'm just trying to put it in the best way possible. Um, Oh, for our our feeble minds to understand. Yeah, I gotcha. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Jeff, did you believe in this? Wouldn't this be okay then? I'm sorry, Skype cut out when you said that. I said you believed in this, right? The, yeah, just from like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll believe so you support anything. Trump, is what you're saying. I'll believe anything once. No, he's wrong, but I think he thinks he's right. Yeah, and it's it's useful in certain circumstances, um, especially like if you don't want to debate an issue with somebody and just walk away and say, hey, we're, you know, maybe we're both right. And then, you know, you're done, right? That's true. Hmm. I don't. So there are like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I I just I just don't think that we. Uh, I don't think truth is. Ah, gosh, truth is relative to each person. Mm. Disagree. The sky is blue, whether you believe it or not. Is that right? Is that... What if you can't see the color blue? It's still blue. It's still blue. Mm, not to you, it isn't. It doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter. Gray. It still is. Yeah, no, but because no, it's not. It, it is to you, but not to somebody you can't else. Perceive, just because you can't perceive that thing doesn't mean it's still not the thing. How do you That's know? Like, so, like, uh, if the tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear, it doesn't make a sound. Of course, it does because a heavy fucking tree hitting the ground is going to create sound. Just because you're not there and can't observe it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. No. Another way to look at it too is that. Um, so, can you can you really trust your senses, Jason? You say it's blue. I mean, how do you know it's? You don't even know it's really there. Well, okay. So blue is a uh, agreed upon word that we ascribe to a certain pigment. So it's blue based on our understanding of what blue is. So if, if I had ultraviolet uh, sight, I might see it. Like, it might look different to me. Well, let's, let's which, which, which it is, which it is. I just can't. So, so, so maybe right. this guy is like blue in our spectrum, and like someone, like a cat, sees it as like fucking yellow because they can see ultraviolet light so it's still yeah, there exactly. i just can't uh experience it that way so well how about this so like you get up in the morning i'm arguing there is a truth to it i just may not be able to perceive it yeah so let's say that like um 
you get up in the morning and your wife is cooking some toast and okay. uh you know you're like oh man great she's, she's making me toast for breakfast um this is awesome and then it turns out that yeah, you're actually having a stroke, right? So your senses have lied to you. Or um, like somebody gets their arm cut off and they can still feel their fingers. Wait, wait, right? wait. wait. Are, my are my senses lying to me or am I misinterpreting what they're telling me? It doesn't matter either way. I'm like, oh, like, oh, it's no, toast. And it's like, oh, you're fucking dying. Yeah. So, the, But the point is you can't really trust them either way. You know, somebody in the desert might see an oasis and it's a like, brain... Um, or your senses aren't necessarily giving you correct information. And like you said, you can't see all the different spectrums of this, that, and the other thing anyway. Um, so wouldn't there be an objective truth that there's nothing there and I'm just seeing a, you know, oasis of water and coconuts to drink in the desert and nothing's actually there? Well, you so wouldn't there be an objective truth on that? Well, so you could bring it even further, right? Um, and say, like, and this is something that, People have debated for a long time, and hey, maybe we can solve it today. Um, Let's do it. There's not really much. So like Rene Descartes, uh, he had like some rough times in his life, and he sat down and decided he was going to doubt everything, including his own existence. And then that's when you get that famous quote of, you know, uh, for him to doubt something, there must be a doubter. So there, I think, therefore, I am. Mm -hmm. uh, Is he the one that has the, the, the cave metaphor? Where the cave, no, the that's cave? Uh, Plato. Plato, okay. But like the, the point is, there's a certain point where you, if you can't trust your senses and you're trying to rely on that data to give you truth about the world, you you're, you got a circular argument, right? You're trying to use your senses to prove that the things that you sense exist. And that's a problem. And there's actually not really a, an answer to it. Um, so the only way that Descartes got out of that is by proving that God exists. And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people disagreed with that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing you can really prove is just yourself. But anyways, practically though, from a practical standpoint, it's not really a really great way to live. <laughs> um, to think that you're just in your own mind. Right. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, if nothing exists, nothing matters, right? Right. Exactly. Nothing really matters <laughs> to me. So okay. Oh, okay. So Jason, about this guy being blue, and you're saying anyone that says that's wrong is incorrect. I'm looking I'm at this guy right now. It's what I perceive as blue. There's some clowns. There's an airplane flying, whatever. But it's my perception of the color blue. What if my perception of the color blue is completely different than yours? And we have no way to prove that what I'm seeing is exactly what you're seeing. All I know is a relativistic view of what I think blue is. But I could be seeing red to you, and you would have no idea. But we agree that what we're perceiving is the same thing. You're just asking, what if... It, the name we're using it's, it comes into a linguistic thing right it's a linguistic it's a thing maybe about the word blue instead of red yeah but there are cultures there are... that have um oh gosh charlie help me out with this because i don't i don't know actual don't know. facts i just know things i read 10 years ago <laughs> so no, that's fine go ahead <laughs> so the uh there are certain cultures that have no perception of certain colors they can't describe they can't them describe because they don't have a word for them. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? So, like, you're talking about, um, like, uh, the shoot. What are the name of the people who uh, live in the far north, and they have like gazillion like different names? No. In, in what, like Canada, like the Inuit? Yeah. The a bunch of different names for snow, about, for, for snow. You said right? No. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Where if you've never seen snow before, let's say you live in the Amazon, you don't know what snow is. 
You've never seen it. So, of course, if you saw something like, oh, this is snow, but you wouldn't have the 10 words to describe snow, like fluffy snow or crunchy snow or icy snow or whatever. In Michigan, that's just what we call uh, January. But anyways. Right. I don't know what I'm asking you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Jeff, there are some, like, major issues, as Jason pointed out, with – relativism and one of them is that it's logically inconsistent um which i think i pointed out before like it you you can't say that uh everything is subjective except for the one thing that uh everything is subjective like that's the only objective truth is that everything is subjective right does that make sense (laughs) yeah there's no objectivism except for that everything is subjective you know it, it it's contradictory but people still believe it is it a problem to believe contradictory things? Yes. Contradictions cannot exist in reality. But can't they? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have an example? Uh, eventually, I probably can come up with one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that you could uh, agree that something is both above and beneath you at the same time, right? Or like you wouldn't, you can't say that. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. You might believe it, but it doesn't exist. Does that make sense? Yes. Sorry, Sorry I was trying to think of a, a way to get around that one. But, uh... So, like, Jason and I were both, our minds were wandering somewhere else when you were talking. And I, mine is on a website that I'm reading. Because to, to, okay, so. Uh, from sapiens.org. I don't know what the site is. I don't know if it's real or not. Uh, so. It's uh, by Nicola Jones, February 2017. I'll just read you the first, first paragraph, and we'll discuss it maybe. All right. So in a uh, Kandoshi village in the heart of Peru, anthropologist Alejandre Serrales puts a small colored chip on a table and asks, how is it or what is it like in their language? Um, what the... Uh, what Serrales uh, would like to ask is, what color is this? But the Kandoshi, a tribe of some 3,000 people living on the upper banks of the Amazon River, don't have a word for the concept of color. Nor are there answers to the question he does ask familiar to most Westerners. In this instance, a lively discussion erupts between two Kandoshi about whether the chip, which Serrales would call amber or yellow-orange, looks more like ginger or fish spawn. Sure. But objectively, it has a color. But it doesn't have a color because they don't have words for color even. They don't see color less that we do. They just compare it, it to other but, things. But it does have a color. Like if I, if I put it, in, if I scanned it into Photoshop, <laughs> you would have an RGB number. You're saying it has a certain frequency of light, right? There you go. There you go. Yeah, or certain pigments, or whichever the case may be. So like objectively, it has a color. Just because I can't uh, discuss it, I can't enunciate what to describe it. Like doesn't mean it doesn't exist it just means i don't have the capacity to convey that information to you yeah even if you don't understand something like uh color or you know whatever else doesn't mean that the thing doesn't exist right it's just a lack of knowledge so kind of like um let's go back 500 years i'll be a historian here uh if we go back 500 years the concept of like germs didn't exist you know they oh sure. the plague is because of the the um miasma and the the vapors and like the scent and so that's why you ended up with like these <laughs> sorry i thought you were talking about like your asthma and uh, i was like i don't know if they knew about that yeah, yeah, yeah it was terrible it sucks to your asthma 
Um, so, so because, because they, they didn't understand it, it but it still existed. It's still the way everything was working. They just didn't know it. They hadn't discovered it yet. Yeah. So there was an objective truth to it. They just didn't know it. And so to them, the truth was, oh, well, it's the smell that's going to kill you. Uh, right. But it wasn't the actual. That, that was what they believed, but it wasn't what actually was the case. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, Relativism is not a very popular uh, philosophical theory at all, but you still find it. Um, most people, when they hear the idea behind it, would find it like, oh, no, it's ridiculous. But we, we all kind of do it at some point or another. Um, whether there's an objective truth as to whether Captain Crunch is better than Cocoa Pebbles or not, you know, who cares, right? Like, uh, we'll just decide that we're both right, you know? Well, so you can see uh, how, like, Cocoa Pebbles doesn't cut the roof of my mouth when I eat it. So exactly, thank you, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also other issues, like um, if everybody is doing the right thing because they're subjectively, you know, their truth is correct, then how do you punish them for committing a crime or killing somebody or something like that? Because oh. they were they were right to do so. Right. So would that be like a? It's wrong to kill people. But if someone's trying to kill you, it's right to kill them. It would be like, so say I um, say I was like a, a neo-Nazi and I thought that it was the right thing to go uh, shoot up a, a synagogue or something like that. Mm -hmm. And for me, according to uh, relativism, it would be morally right based on my subjective perspective. Right. But for the people in there, it would be morally right to not get killed. Um, so you have like this kind of. Like these two ideas that come together, these people who believe it's right to kill and believe it's right to not get killed, and there's no real way to mesh those because they're both, according to relativism, correct. They're both morally right. But objectively, one of those things is wrong. You would hope so, but when we apply that to like bigger questions, like if you want to talk about um, any of the things that we care about, you know, uh, religion, politics, whatever, it's a it's a lot harder to find that objective truth and it's a lot easier to just say we're both right, which is why I think that it's colloquial, colloquially popular. Um, like people enjoy, people use it, but they don't really ascribe to it as a, you know, a philosophy. I feel like I, I will very consistently say, no, I believe that there's an objective truth on that. And just because that's your belief doesn't mean you're right. In that case, do you think there is an objective truth? I do. Uh, how do you know what that truth is? I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know, what that truth is. know what that truth is. But I believe there, but I believe there is one. So, well, I'm going to school you. So I feel like this goes into, so I'm, so I'm a historian. And, and we have similar discussions in history as like, is there actual history? Or is it all relative to the perspective you're coming at it from? Yeah, you could be a computer simulation that was just created with all this uh, background information that we call history, right? It never actually happened. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Uh, and so, like, you know, uh, there, there's a whole, and, and I, I disagreed with this whole, like, postmodernism in history that we talk about, like, oh, you can't actually tell history because there's no way to know the history because you weren't there, and... There's lots of different perspectives on it and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, that's fucking bullshit. Sure. There is a history. There are events that took place. And 
you sure you need as many perspectives as you can to try and get the full picture and no we will not ever get the full picture because we weren't there but i can still do my best to reconstruct history with as much evidence as i can to try and get as close as possible to the truth but you're without, yeah. with, while knowing that i can't fully get to the truth because i wasn't there but doing my best to reconstruct it as as best i can with the evidence i have yeah and like um to go back to relativism though so like uh looking at history is one way that people do that and i'm sure you guys have heard this where like we can't judge you know so take the founding fathers you know they create this great document and stuff and a lot of them were um some of them were kind of brutal slaveholders and uh ascribed mm -hmm. to that philosophy mm -hmm. and i mean, I mean that's one of the things we like i i teach early american history how can thomas jefferson say all men are created equal while owning like 200 slaves yeah exactly and but like the way that we look at them the way that some people would would put it i guess is we shouldn't judge them because that was the circumstance of the time right an area or an, an area where slavery is the norm then it wouldn't be you at least wouldn't think that you're doing something wrong um right so yeah. i don't know yeah it's, so you don't think so, that so the way i so the way i look at like thomas jefferson I, I believe he didn't feel he was doing something objectively wrong. It was what was common at the time, etc. However, it is objectively wrong to own people. I can't believe that the slave owners didn't think, didn't know what they were doing was wrong. Owning people. So it's 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 tricky, Jeff. I don't I don't know either. So so I, there are things I would say that we do right now that we don't think twice about. That's a hundred years or two hundred years from now, people say, "Why the fuck were they doing this? How did they not know that this was a wrong thing to do?" That's a really pessimistic way to look. Like we're just constantly going to be doing these immoral things for eternity. We just I mean, oh, so here, here's one that I think possibly could be one of the things that they'll look back on and say, "Why were they doing this? Uh, eating meat?" And the way that we treat animals. And the way that we back on it and say wow that was really a terrible system i can't believe that they were fine with all of this and it's not something that we even think about like people buy a mcchicken and they eat it they don't have once think about you know what were the conditions how did this you know or our cell phones i think is another thing we don't think about the people that have to mine this stuff we don't think about the people who get paid two cents an hour to make this stuff for us we just happily go on to skype and we you know go on and flip through our instagram we do all these things without thinking about what we're doing and i think people in the future and and here's the thing there are people right now who are saying those things at the time at the time Listen, there were people saying slavery is wrong. This is not something you're supposed to be doing. But they were like, uh, were they treated they were, like they vegans? Were like, oh, these crazy yes. vegans and all this bullshit yes. they're spouting. Yes, they were. <clears throat> they were like, oh, these fucking people. That's just the way it is. God intended for white people to rule over, quote unquote, at the time, savages. Yeah, right. the dangerous classes. So, Charlie, I'm going to give you a minute to respond. Or not a, a full actual minute, but, like, I'll give you some time to respond to this. And then I've got some uh, questions for you. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I'm, I, I'm with Jason on this. I don't uh, ascribe to that at all whatsoever. I, I think he's right. Um, so, so, so what you I'm, don't have to give me a full 
Okay, so what I'm what I'm hearing is both of you are, are comparing eating McChicken sandwiches to slavery, and so I got it. Okay, no, you can't no, you can't respond to it. Let's go on to okay. my questions. Oh, no, wait. Let me respond to that. Though. Okay. Um, so I <laughs> I do think that um, the the industry around uh, the way that we eat meat is abhorrent, and the way animals are treated is. But like, I'm also a hunter, and you know, our ancestors were. I don't see. Like, I wouldn't say that a, a lion is committing, like, a moral mm. sin mm. by, you know, eating a, a gazelle, you know? And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to pop in here on this one. I don't think someone who, like, deer hunters and go they go out and hunt, like, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. The deer are living a full and, like, expected life. Like, that's the way deer live. Like, we're not putting them into pins. We're not, like, doing all this other stuff. So, like, that kind of thing, I have, like, very little problem with. Uh, it's like sure. when you get into like the factory farming and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I would agree with you on where you're going with this. With you there, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, hey, we we figured it out. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so glad. <laughs> we just have to like hunt wild cows. <laughs> right. I think yeah, exactly. that if you're going to go hunting, you shouldn't be able to use a gun because that's not fair to the deer. You should have to go like bare hand, like no tools. Whatever whatever tools a deer has, you have to that for yourself. Like put on some uh, horns. People have always used tools to, to hunt. I mean, when we go back to, like, the age of woolly mammoths, if they could, like, get above the woolly mammoth and, like, drop a fucking rock on its head, they'd fucking do it. Charlie? Yeah, our tool is our brain. We don't have claws yeah. or sharp teeth or yeah. big muscles. So we found ways to take down large uh, beasts to eat and... I was just uh, watching some, like, goose attack videos. You know, oh, like God. people attack geese or, or no, no, sorry, fight, strike it, reverse right. it. Geese attack people yeah. and they yeah. like run away yeah. and they get in their cars and stuff and they're scared. But like we have hands, dude. Just grab it around its fucking neck and <laughs> throw it, <laughs> throw it out throw like it out. Into, the distance. into the distance. What are you waiting what for? You like waiting? that's like hand to hand thing is what I was talking about. <laughs> Why are people running oh, from geese? Rings are like baseball bats. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. You can't hurt them though. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Charlie, I've got some questions for you. Um, is, okay. is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> Technically, I think so. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? Yeah. 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 I'd say so. Yeah. It's it's between two pieces of bread, but the bread isn't cut all the way, all the way through. It's like if you're eating a bagel yeah. sandwich. It's, it's like not... a po' boy. A po' boy, you say? Yeah, po' boy. Yeah, po' boy off, or like a subway. Like they don't cut it all the way through. That's right. right. Well, that's a that's sub a or a grinder, perhaps. All right. Is a burrito a sandwich? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. It's wrapped all the way around. So it's still a sandwich. Boy. All right. Uh, is coffee soup? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Is water soup? Like, uh, that's a, I guess that's a good question. We can mm. talk about definitions. Sure. I don't know that it's going to change our, our lives. But, yeah, I guess it would be. Well, it's a breakfast it's soup. It's a breakfast no. soup. Soup. Is, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. I would say soup is coffee, but that is isn't soup, Isn't generally, soup generally uh, salty? salty? No. Is there soup that's not salty? It's yeah. food that you drink, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and coffee's and, more just flavored water. Because tea, yeah. tea, tea is flavored water as well. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah. So you're, you're using a bean or a leaf in both cases to change the flavor of the water, but it's still basically just water. Right. So, so coffee... Whereas, Whereas soup, like, 
you've got vegetables and a stock often you use some sort of stock it's not just water like you're mixing other things in juices if you will well i guess if you you get anything that's not black yeah again with well, the black. Then you get your cocoa beans <laughs> so coffee so coffee beans are are cherries they're they're a fruit and then the bean is actually the seed of the cherry and they roast them or whatever. Mm. So like that's a fruit. So like the, a lot of times the seed or whatever inside the fruit is called a nut. So I think we're just drinking nut soup. <laughs> or just running water, right. running water, hot water through nuts and getting our little a colloidal suspension or whatever it's called. All right, so you get your nut juice. Yeah. I like it. It wakes me up. <laughs> uh, Charlie, if your shirt is untucked, isn't it just that your pants are tucked into your shirt? <laughs> that sounds relativistic. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think Jeff's got a got a point here. He's exactly right. I'm still tucked, just the opposite way. Yeah, exactly. Still tucking yeah, something. It's, it's a backwards tuck. Yeah. Unless unless you're wearing a belly shirt, which I do frequently, uh, and nothing's tucked oh, into anything. Does. Yeah, except for my dick between my legs. Uh, last question from me, Jason. Do you have any of these? Okay, good. So, um, does a straw have one hole or two? Uh. Man, okay, you're, you're bringing it down on me. Yeah, I guess I would say it has two holes. Okay. okay. So, One at either so, end. So yeah. So I guess the that the related question would be, is when I eat a hot dog sandwich, is it actually inside of me, or is it outside of me because my body is a donut? <laughs> oh, you guys are, uh, this is why people hate philosophy. That's, that's true. It's true. <laughs> All right, I do have another one. Okay, so do you believe that when two people kiss, they just create a long tube with two buttholes at each end? I firmly, this is one of my most fundamental beliefs. <laughs> I've thought this for All right, well, I'm glad we solved philosophy. Um, <laughs> the next story that we have is uh, Lamia Singfield. Lamia, Lamia? Lamia. Lamia from A. I like Lamia. Lamia yeah. from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> this is a truth-related uh, story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this person bought a package of smoked pork tails at a Save-a-Lot, which there are so many things wrong with that sentence. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can find a pork tail at a Kroger. You're gonna have to go to a Save-a-Lot for that kind of. Yeah, but are you buying meat at Save-a-Lot? That sounds horrible. So she bought it at Save a Lot. Of course, she had to pay for her own cart and and like find boxes. Um, by the way, I never knew how luxurious Kroger was until I shopped at a Save a Lot. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's it's so bad. Uh, but she realized, or uh, he, she, I don't know. She. she realized that one piece of that seasoned seasoning meat didn't look right. She was in the middle of a Facebook Live video, so I guess she was doing a how to cook smoked pork tail oh. video. Good, good. I'm anxious to see the, the results. Yeah, so she's in demand for that. <laughs> so she's in the middle of this uh, this video, and she goes, she says, "It's got the folds," and then prodded it uh, with her fork and said, "Upon further investigation, there's a hole at the tip." Oh boy. Singfield became convinced that the meat was actually a human penis. Her first phone call was to the health department, and when no one answered, she called the cops. Nine one one. There's a dick in 
in my pot. <laughs> Quick, what's the number to 911? <laughs> well, so one, cut a, cut a hole in the pot. <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlie, were you going to say something? No, sorry. I, I was, and then I... Uh... I decided not to. Oh, okay, good, good. I do that a lot. Uh, Probably a good day. decision on my part, yeah. The police came and they examined it, and it is, in fact, a penis. They are calling the medical examiner out here right now, and the coroner, because somebody is missing, they stuff. They stuff. Save-a-lot has got some explaining to do, Singfield said. I think we got they stuff, and then, uh, you know, Ricky Ricardo thing at the end. Lucy. Save-a-lot. You got a lot of things to do. <laughs> Lucy, why is there a penis in my souffle? So, did they find out whether this was like, uh, like, what's her name, Lorena Bobbitt or whatever situation, or is this just like a, a pork, a pork dick? Well, the Akron police delivered the meat to the Summit County Medical Examiner's office. Uh, this is not the first time I've delivered meat to the office. <laughs> Uh, where the test determined that it was an unfortunately shaped but otherwise normal piece of pork. Oh, I'm happy but kind of disappointed. Me too, but how do they know? Do they right. cut it apart? Because because there's subjective truth, Jeff. Oh, they did a DNA test. Turns out, I'm 100% that pork. <laughs> well, Jason, I believe that it is a human penis, so therefore, for me, it is. <laughs> Well, their official conclusion is that it was probably a pigtail, as the label on the package indicated. Look, lady, you bought some pigtail. It's a fucking pigtail, okay? Uh, excuse me, we got some protesters to go shoot. <laughs> if they if they had painted eyes on the pig's ass, we wouldn't be eating that meat at all. No, no. What you won't you won't eat an ass if it's making eye contact? No, the pig would have stopped it. <laughs> so in, in a statement, Save-A-Lot said, and by the way, I'm very surprised that Save-A-Lot has like a department, like a marketing department, like for this kind of stuff. I didn't think that they would have like any kind of department for like cultural relations or whatever. They have one department, and this is probably like done by the administrative assistant. There's like three people at the Save-A-Lot corporate right. office. <laughs> right, right. So... Uh, it said that it, Save a Lot says that it took the issues of quality like this one very seriously. I really doubt that. I've been to a Save a Lot. We oh, can... come on. It's the quality department. The, the Department of Quality Department. Yeah, they, yeah, they make sure there is no quality in any of their products. <laughs> we can confirm that we have had no previous quality issues with this item. <laughs> with this item. <laughs> and... <laughs> We have not been contacted by the customer in question or the local authorities regarding this incident. I mean, I feel like people who eat pork tail don't have very many issues with whatever they're putting in their mouth. <laughs> that, sure. That statement came from directly from Mrs. Alot, who is the, the co-owner of Save-A-Lot. So her first name is Sava? Yeah, of course. Sava-Lot? Of course. <laughs> So it, uh, if you're buying pork tails, uh, I would avoid <laughs> avoid save a lot. But where else can you get them? You know, Probably. yeah, it's a real it's a real issue in the community. It's huge. It's really huge. Oxtail, I see that a lot in uh, um, like restaurant menus. Oh, just get some oxtail soup or whatever. Like, um, oh, we were just looking. So uh, Jason and I have talked a lot about. Um, and Charlie, tell us what you think about this. Um, like having 
like a menu, like eating food that is from like the 1800s would be really cool. And if you get like a menu, and oh, I'm gonna cor- I'm gonna correct you there. Yeah? Not eating food from the 1800s, eating recipes. From oh the yeah, 1800s. yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you're not like oh, 200 year old uh, fermented cow is delicious. Yeah, we'll see how this works out. Yeah, it's a good distinction. I think we may have asked on the show if they found a woolly mammoth frozen, and then thawed it, or as Jason would say, de-thawed. <laughs> if they cut like a slice of meat, would you eat a woolly mammoth? Yeah, it's gonna be freezer burned. Yeah, yeah, I probably would be, but still, I still probably want to give it a more like mammoth right. jerky. Mammoth jerky. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't factory farmed, so I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, it died ethically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a big but rock on its head. But is it, but is it sustainably raised? Uh, we all, we know that's not the case. Man, there you go. There we you also go. know from the Flintstones that if you try to get car service, it'll just flip your car over. So, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but so, okay. So uh, this one menu that I was looking at, um, it's like, okay. So this was in uh, San Francisco on uh, February 10th, 1877 at this Russ House Hotel. So it's like the very beginnings of San Francisco, right? Um, they have yeah, they mutton have- broth. Uh, you, can uh, you can get sky trout, which is handwritten on the menu. What do you think <laughs> sky trout is? Hope it's flying trout, but I doubt it. A seagull. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sky trout. All right, um, you you have like your choice of you can get boiled or cold dishes or roast. So under boiled, you can get leg of mutton uh, with t- caper sauce. You can get tongue. Doesn't say what kind. Uh, you can also get uh, corned beef and cabbage or ham, boiled ham. I mean, I'd be concerned about getting tongued in San Francisco, so. <laughs> uh, this is before, um, what's the name of that street? Castro? Castro? Yeah, it's before that street even existed. Uh, but you can also get cold mutton or cold tongue or ham or lamb or roast beef or pressed corned beef. Like, what are these people eating? Boiled meat? What? Whatever's available at the time. They didn't have a fire yeah. to cook shit over? <laughs> well, you got to boil it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and for dessert, you can have walnuts, almonds, raisins, or apples. Hmm. I'm good. I'm not going to try these old menus anymore. Oh, come on. Walnuts? Oh, walnuts good. are delicious. I'm sure they're fine, yeah. but they're probably boiled, too. <laughs> That's a great dessert. No. <laughs> boiled walnuts. Boiled. Have you ever been to the South and seen signs for hot boiled peanuts? No, but God, I mean, I, I would try it. I'm not gonna lie. So it's exactly so, how it how you would think it sounds. And it's, and it's probably <laughs> it's actually Peanut. probably just pork tail. <laughs> they're hot and they're boiled and they're peanuts, but they never spell peanuts, P E A N U T S. The um, helicopters are coming to get us now. I think. Uh, but it's never spelled P-E-A nuts. It's just spelled P-Nuts. So it's just hot, boiled so P-Nuts. Aren't, aren't all peanuts boiled, though? Isn't that, like, I mean, they're they're green from the ground, right? So, like, don't they boil the, the nut generally in salt water? They're roasted, I think, in an oven. Oh, uh, okay. Dry roasted? I think the dry, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Dry roasted peanuts, right? Because you don't want to get a boiled But peanut. do they have to boil them before they dry roast them? I don't think so, because that makes them yeah, mush. Maybe it's a multi-process, like a multi-step process. We should ask Jimmy Carter to be on the show. He would know about these boiled P-Dash nuts. Yeah, he's busy building houses. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he's actually yeah busy being uh, like real evangelical. 
<laughs> he's only like 107, so. He's, hey. Yeah. He survived uh, 2020 and Black Panther didn't, so who's the real superhero? Not yet. Yeah, it's only August. There's time. There's time. He and Betty White could, you know. <laughs> he's the best ex-president we've ever had. He's very good at being an, ex- an ex-president. Yeah, really. He is. Sure. Got it down. He's not just painting pictures. Like... Picture. Huh? Bush. Bush. Yeah. He does pictures oh, yeah, of hot does. dog sandwiches. <laughs> I call this one Caliente Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Cattle herds. <laughs> in the Okavango Delta region of Botswana are plagued by attacks by lions and other predators, prompting farmers to retaliate by killing the predators. Oh, that's not good. They're just trying to get a, a good meal. Are they eating these lions after they kill them, or they just let them rot? You think? No, no, they boil them. <laughs> <laughs> Hot, yeah, it was, hot boiled um, feline. When I was in Kenya, I learned there were 250,000 lions uh, like 20 years ago, and now there's like 25,000, so it's like a 90% decrease. So Ooh. let the lions eat, you know? <laughs> Hamburgers, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah delicious. You know, uh, if they don't have, in, in Africa, they don't have a word for hamburger, so it doesn't really exist there. <laughs> I seriously doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> a lion burger. It's called the McDonald's. <laughs> right. So my grandma so likes my to, grandma go to, uh, likes to go to uh, Arby's. And, Who doesn't? And, but she doesn't call it a roast beef sandwich. It she she calls it an Arby's. And it's so like we're in the the drive thru of Arby's, and she's like, "Can I get three Arby's?" And they're like, "The fuck are you talking about?" It's like I want an Arby's. And like I don't know what you mean. Because back in the '60s, that's what they used to call them. Like when Arby's first came out, back when the their uh their logo was still the hat. And they like you'll. This is an Arby's. It's an Arby's sandwich. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 My buddy was working. So, like, you know how we call uh, soda pop, uh, pop, and then savages out east and uh, to the west. How dare you, sir? <laughs> and then people in the south, they just call it Coke. So, like, my buddy was down there and he wanted to get a Sprite. And uh, what kind of, like, what kind of Sprite do you want? He's like, a Coke? Sprites, and then apparently she understood that, and it was cool. Huh. So I've lived in the South. I lived in the South for like six years, I think, six or seven years. I never heard anybody call all cola or all uh, fizzy drinks Cokes. I never once heard that. You lived in more of a metropolitan. Yeah, Jason said I lived in more of a metropolitan area. I I I did, um, but I don't know. I I lived out. My neighbor had a, a Confederate flag hung up in his garage. Yeah but, that's yeah, but that's because you're already in Georgia. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you can't argue with that. <laughs> well, a recent paper published by the journal Communication Biology provided some solid empirical evidence for an alternative non-lethal technique to uh, keep these lions from eating some boiled burger. The technique involves painting eyes on the butts of cattle to trick ambush predators like lions into thinking they've spotted they've been spotted by their intended prey. Actually, uh, I think I saw a thing. This is uh, one of my hearsay conjecture things. I think I saw a thing where it looks like tigers have little eyes on their on the backs of their ears to deter other predators. What's hunting tigers other than people? People. I don't know. 
I mean, people aren't hunting tigers going, oh, no, he sees us. No, <laughs> run away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who, who knows? The, te- the, te- the technique involves painting eyes on the butts. Uh, wait, you said that. Uh, Neil Jordan, a con- conservation biologist at the University of New South Wales in Australia, came up with the idea several years ago while he was doing field work in Botswana. Uh, He knew that butterfly wings had eye-like patterns to ward off praying birds. Uh, He knew that certain fish and mollusks and amphibians and birds also had similar patterns. Uh, He knew that woodcutters in India wear masks on the back of their heads to discourage tigers. Okay, okay, maybe that's what I was thinking of. And he actually observed stalking an impala uh, that was parked nearby and noticed that the birds (laughs) came up (laughs) when it was spotted. Oh. All right. The Botswana (laughs) Predator Conservation Trust, also known as the BPCT, agreed to a 10-week pilot study. Only three cows were killed during that period, none of which had painted eyes. Poor lions. (laughs) I know. They're just so hungry. I know. Well, there's only 25,000 of them left, and so they they just have all the food they would ever want. (laughs) I think that was just in Kenya, but I could be wrong. Oh, I thought Kenya was all of Africa. My bad. Oh, yeah, common, common mistake. You know. Yeah, yeah. Jordan expanded his study. Uh, Africa's a big country. It's, Africa is a very large yeah. country, I've heard. Especially the south part of it. What the fuck kind of plane is that? Oh, that is a World War II military transport. That's what they used to parachute out of. So the 101st Airborne that parachuted into Normandy, they jumped out of those planes. I think it's a C-10. What a great... What I've always thought this. Like, what a great... Um, uh, privilege it is to be able to see a war plane flying by and thinking, oh, that's cool, instead of, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so, well, uh, so we're, right we're right over the air, the air landing, landing and taking it off, off zone for the airport nearby. Oh, for and, so, yeah. and so, yeah, and so we get that a lot. So that's the, the transport. We also get the uh, B-17 bomber that they have. Uh, that you can book travel on, like you can take a trip and they'll you know fly around Southeast Michigan and land again. Um, and so we like we see that take off at least once a week usually. Um, and it's really cool. But it's also like to go to your point, Jeff. I, I often see it and it makes a big noise. Like we'll be in the house with all the windows closed and you can hear it. And I just think like you know in Normandy when there was like twenty five hundred of those flying over at one time. The, the sound it must have made. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Crazy. really. Oh, yeah. So did you know that the, uh, you know, the, the different airport codes like TTW for Detroit, DFW yeah, yeah. for, do you know what the one for Willow Run is? I don't. Yep. <laughs> Y-I-P. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's in Yipsilanti. So, <laughs> right, know. right. Exactly. Uh, Jordan expanded his study to 2,061 uh, cattle. In which uh, one third of them got eyes painted on their butts. Another third of them got just cross marks to see if anything painted on their butts would deter them. Because they're like, well, I'm not eating a cow with a tramp stamp, okay? Uh, and then one third just had nothing on it. And over the four year study, 15 of the unpainted cows were caught and eaten. Only four of the 543 cows that had a cross painted on them got eaten. And zero. Of the cattle with eyes were eaten. Really? I think they may, might be onto something here. 
So some questions remain, but this seems promising. Like they're not sure if like if everyone in the herd had the eyes, if it would deter it the same way, because some of them didn't have eyes and some did. And so they're wondering if every one of them had eyes, they would just kind of be like, oh, we, they're just always looking at us. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. You get like 70 percent of them with eyes or something like that. Yeah. They're always looking at us. Fuck them. Don't look at me. I'm just going to do it. What the fuck are you staring at, bro? Take a picture. It lasts longer. But lions don't have a uh, concept of photography. They don't know what a picture is. So their their truth but is it, pictures don't exist. But it exist. objectively exists. It objectively exists. <laughs> Speaking of attacking animals. Oh. Mark Rapley and his wife Chantelle Doyle were spending the day at Shelley Beach at Port... Uh, in New South Wales, which actually is where the last guy was from. Uh, when a great white shark between six and ten feet long attacked Doyle and threw her off her surfboard. Oh, no. I need to know how old these people were so that I can, like, picture the story. Are they 90 or are they 20? Didn't say. Doesn't that piss you off, Charlie? Yeah, yeah, it really bothers me. Um, although I don't see too many, like, 90-year-old surfboarders. But You never know in Australia. You never know. It's true, but it would it would change the story if it was, like, a 90-year-old surfer. You know, got eaten by a shark. It's like, oh, well, that, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, like a 90 year old Australian is like a 50 year old American, which is like a 10 year old, like Mormon. Year old Mormon. I think we've. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the most badass dude on the island because he's he's lived there for so long and everything's trying to kill you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Rapley paddled to his wife's board as she tried to climb back up while the shark grabbed her right calf. Rapley grabbed onto his wife's surfboard and began punching the shark. Until it let her go. You know what she should have done is drawn eyes on the calf's ass. <laughs> no, drawn eyes on his wife's ass. No, no, no. Because it attacked her calf. Oh, I get it. Yeah, she had the whole whore, she had the whole herd out surfing. You got to put the eyes. Maybe put it on the on the surfboard, like a dolphin or something. I don't know. Mm. When you see the mother of your child and you support everything that you, who you are, you just react, said Rapley. That was a terrible FDR. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you got to work on that uh, Australian accent. And I also hope this guy was 90 because that would be badass. Right. We do have to do Australian. Wouldn't that be badass if a 90-year-old fought off a fucking shark with a punch? That would be great. When you see the mother of your child, you support everything who you are, you just react. That was way better. Yeah, it wasn't good, but it was still way better than before. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my it was fun. What do I know? That sounds, that sounds like to me. to me. So after the shark let go of her leg, Doyle and her husband got back to shore, and paramedics were on hand to administer aid. She was airlifted to a hospital and had surgery, I assume, on her calf. Yes. They went to the best vet. And they, they didn't want to the have was close. they didn't want to have veal that day. I mean it's Australia. I mean, they could have just had boiled meat right then. Sure. <laughs> the beach was closed for the rest of the day while officers and fishing officials worked to get more details about the attack. By the way, one of the uh, one of the entrees at the uh, the Russ House in San Francisco um, was calves head a la financier. Hmm. And I, I looked up how to cook calves head a la Falancia. I think that's my best French accent. I can do Falancia. Oui. 
So Valencia is like a sauce, but the calf's head, like it has a very specific way to cook it and present it. So uh, obviously you cut out the skull part, right? You get rid of the skull. You debone it, uh, but you keep the brain. So you you, you take the, the tongue, you lay it like long ways. <laughs> What's that? Best part. Best yeah, part. the best part, yeah. Part, so definitely. You, you take the tongue, you lay it long ways on the plate, and then uh, you place the brain on top of the tongue, and then you cube the rest of the meat um, I think including the eyes and you just like set it on the plate and then you pour this sauce um, that's made out of boiled vegetables and maybe other boiled meat if you want and you pour that sauce on top and then you enjoy. I assume eating an eye is like eating a chocolate covered cherry. <laughs> Delicious. Very, very juicy in the middle. Ooh. It's like no I think it's more like eating a cherry tomato whole where you just you chew on it until it bursts inside your mouth. Do you guys ever feel like um, like we're kind of pansies where you know back in the day that's probably what people would eat because they had to so it was you know what's different than that meaning the calf or anything else but now we're just kind of abhorred by the idea where like oh brain and tongue is gross yeah that should be in the McChicken that I'm about to eat not in this other thing well to be fair fair, we do yeah, I mean, there's a good chance that's in the McChicken, so. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying we, we don't gross out about it because we do eat it all the time. We just grind it up and, and deep fry it in something. I assume all this yeah. stuff goes to dog food now, right? The head and the oh, sure, brain sure, and stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and hot dogs, yeah. <laughs> and the hot dog sandwiches. Yes. A delicious caliente. See. I painted it myself. Uh, Rapley said his wife is awake and doing better. She's in pretty good spirits. She's still strong and hopeful. All fine from here, but a long road to recovery. Just perfection there, Jason. Thank you. He doesn't normally get this many compliments during a show, so this is good for him. This is going to be good for his self-confidence. Mine, on the other hand, is shot. Completely shot. From not getting to be able to get the sound to work. Well, just, you know, take, think about it from a relative perspective. <laughs> if you believe you did, uh, you did. You did. I did my best, but that's still not good enough. That's not true. That's not true. No, I guess. You got it. You, you haven't heard the results yet. You guys are, are breaking up like crazy on Skype. The only the only thing that you can hear consistently is me the whole time. And so if this is not the best rated episode we've ever had, I think I'm just going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, what did we learn today on the podcast? Uh, we learned... That uh, if it's Shark Week, you punch them, motherfuckers, just like Big Gretch says. Oh, yep. I love Big Gretch. Australians are badasses. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, we also learned uh, you could eat a cow's eyes, but it's better to paint eyes on the ass uh, so you don't get predators eating your cow. Well, you also double your eye content then for eating. Plus, uh, I mean, if you're doing doggy style, then you can make eye contact. Hmm. <laughs> I was thinking we should we should paint eyes on not me specifically, but someone should paint eyes on like altar boys' asses so that the priest will stay away from them. <laughs> if we're going that type of predator, I'm not volunteering. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, we learned that stop those guys. Anyway, we learned that if you shop at a save a lot, eh, that might be a penis. <laughs> <laughs> And that doesn't apply to anything you've bought. It'd save a lot. (laughs) 
If you go in, <laughs> anything might be a penis at any time. You better, you better, you better draw eyes on your ass. <laughs> uh, we also learned that there's a degree about nothing, which is uh, much better than Jerry Seinfeld's idea of a show about nothing. And finally, we learned that uh, some people in North Carolina are scared they're going to use all the power of the sun and said, no solar panels, please. Holy shit, this hour's been an hour and 47 minutes. You're welcome. Is that true or just, you know, relatively true? It depends on what your definition of an, an hour and a minute is. <laughs> well, that depends on what your definition of is is. So we figured out earlier that I am uh, maybe a relativist. Is that right? Yeah. Sure, maybe, possibly. Like, um, I don't think that Beyonce is, is makes good music. I don't like her music at all. And that is that's a blasphemy, but okay. Yeah. I know it's yeah. crazy, right? Because I listened to like some of her music, like from the albums uh, recently, uh, and I was just like, I don't like it. It just sounds like noise. Maybe I'm just old. I don't know. But, but you're so, saying yeah, that in a way that, that like you feel like you have the wrong belief, which would indicate you you understand that objectively she does make good music. That you just don't like it. No, I don't. I think there are probably a lot of people that don't like her music, and I don't think you can you can call good or music good or bad objectively because it just is as lewis armstrong said if it sounds good it is good um i believe what he said if it sounds good it is good <laughs> <Much better. laughs> so anyways if we if we decide that uh there is some objective truth and we got to figure out how what that truth is mm. because a lot of people disagree on on that um so there are two major types of reasoning we can use to do that. So there's deductive reasoning, which is like mm. ironclad. And if you can figure something out deductively, you are, you're set. It's true. So like if I said, um, Jason uh, loves all whiskeys and black velvet is a whiskey. Therefore, Jason loves black velvet. Right. Okay. If yeah. the premises well, are well done, well done yeah. Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If the uh, premises are true, then the conclusion has to follow. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, then you have like in. So that's like a valid and probably sound because I think you like whiskey. Um, I do. Argument. I do. Though, I don't like though I don't like all whiskey. Okay, so it's in, it's a valid argument, but it's not sound. Have you ever tried black so, velvet? I it's it's I pretty haven't. gross. <laughs> okay, I have not. Oh, well, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> I mean, if it's pretty gross, I think I'll steer away. So that would still be a valid argument because if the premises are true, then the mm -hmm. conclusion follows. So then you have invalid arguments, which would be like uh, all cheese is made with milk. Uh, ice cream is made with milk. Therefore, cheese is ice cream. Oh, so like, I gotcha. The premises might be true, but the conclusion doesn't really follow. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Like a hot dog being a sandwich some... kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like sound arguments, which would be, um, we'll use Jason again. Uh, all humans are mortal. Jason is a human. Therefore, Jason is mortal. And there's like, if the premises are true and the conclusion follows, there's no way to argue that, right? It's just, it is true, period, by definition. So that is a truth. So yeah. And the problem with that is that it it's really great when you can do it. But for anything that we actually care about, like if we sat here and discussed, oh, geez, like, uh, um, 
abortion or uh, immigration or something, we probably couldn't come up with a deductive argument. So it's only good for certain things. And then mm. you have inductive arguments, which can either be strong or weak, but they may not be 100% for sure true, like deductive arguments. Oh, um, you know, the sun will rise tomorrow, right? Based on my knowledge of the sun rising in the past and from what I know throughout history and the laws of physics, it'll rise tomorrow. But it's not 100%. We don't know. But it's a pretty yeah. strong argument. It could, it could explode. I do base a lot of my beliefs off of uh, Shirley Temple songs. So, the sun will come well, out sure. tomorrow. That's not Shirley Temple. <laughs> Who is it then? That's Little Orphan Annie. Didn't Shirley Temple play Annie? She did not. That movie was made in the 80s. Oh, so, yes. I see you reaching for your phone right now to fact check me. <laughs> okay, discuss Here's this amongst fun... yourselves. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I know you're right, Jason. I just have to check. <laughs> because there's an objective truth. <laughs> uh, so, so, with the whole sun thing, like, uh, assuming all things remain constant, then we can rely on that truth. Yeah, based on like your your past history, you can trust your memory, you can trust your senses. Generally, um, it's it's almost definitely true, right? Okay. So, like, that's the main difference. That's what we use generally with like politics, religion. That's pretty much all those arguments towards truth are made of is strong arguments. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with science, where you can't you can't prove anything with science. You can disprove stuff. Yeah. But there's always the chance you're wrong. Well, a lot of these discussions, I, I can't remember if we were recording when we talked about this or when, if we weren't, where, you know, we discuss these things and we don't necessarily come to the truth, but we do get rid of the false. Is something yeah, right. say. So science is a similar kind of thing. We maybe can't. And that's, I think, the science literacy, that there's not a lot of, uh, there's what, like laws, scientific laws, right? But there's not a lot of those because it takes a lot to get to that level. Right. So we use science like every day in our lives. Science is just uh, you make an observation about something like um, uh, this. This apple falls down when I drop it. And then you uh, do an experiment over and over again. Like every time it falls down um, and then you come to a conclusion. And so that's why we have the you know theory of gravity. So a theory is something that has been tested repeatedly in many different ways by many different people and um, never been proven false. And it's also been shown mathematically, like how gravity works, the, um, the math behind that. But it's possible that at some point, like you go into outer space and something falls up, right? So and you got to revise your theory. Like there's different types of, types of uh, a knowledge, right? There's like, I know something, I know, something, I know how something happens. And I know why something happens, right? Like there's like different levels of knowing things. Like I know that there's something, but I don't necessarily know why that's something. And so like knowing why is like the next level up. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, so you could you could be right about something um, and not have the knowledge, not not know why. So you technically don't have knowledge about it, but you're still right. Does that make sense? So you have truth about it, but you don't have knowledge about it. Yeah, and Socrates, my, my man from back in the day, 2,500 years ago, um, said that's what the uh, had. They knew these truths, but not necessarily how they got to them. Hmm. So thinking about that, uh, and we've been talking about science, and 
one thing I think a, a lot of people now try to refute science with is they try to equate it to a belief. We're like, oh, well, you know, you believe in science. Well, no, science is a process of trying to find truth. Yeah, it's the application of logic to a problem. Yeah, it's, it's, it's how you go through this to try and understand what's going on. It's not like, oh, well, science says this, like, oh, the Bible says this. That's two different things. Like, science doesn't say anything. Scientists have hypotheses based on their testing and observations. Yeah, uh, but, the Bible is an argument from authority, right? Uh, this guy, God, or you know, whoever uh, says this, and therefore it's true. Um, and we do that too in science, right? Like this famous scientist said this, so therefore. But he, but says, he says this because he did these experiments, and so that's why he got there. And if we find later that he was wrong, we have no problem with being like, oh yeah, well he's fucking wrong. We did these new tests, right. found out that that wasn't the case, and so we adjust our scientific uh, theory. Right. Yeah, there's a there's a reason that science has persisted, and it's because it's a really good way to for us to discover or at least get co closer to the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's very practical and it works really well. But pe people like to cherry pick it. Right. So um, people love medicine, which is based on science. They love, you know, technology, which is based on science, but they, they don't like, you know, <laughs> they'll argue about climate change also mm -hmm. based on science. <laughs> um, well, well the, at, at that point, it's like, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't be eating that hamburger or, you know, driving that Humvee because it's maybe not the best. And so then it becomes down to like, oh, well, my personal being judged, right? Yeah, and that's more like a moral question. But yeah, for sure. Okay. Should you chase your, change your life based on this thing? <laughs> Which you said if you don't want to be a hypocrite. Well, I mean... Uh, so I, I saw someone recently who said, well, everyone's a hypocrite. Oh, I love is, that. Is that a, relativist, a relativistic argument then? No, that's I, just a, I can be a hypocrite because everyone else is a hypocrite. We're all it's like hypocrites. Uh, Betsy DeVos talking about uh, reopening the schools. And they're like, well, isn't there some like a big risk? And she's like, well, there's risk in everything you do. It's like, well, yeah, but you like you don't have drastically to. increase it by doing this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We got a big, big plane. What, what plane yeah. was that? Was that the C10 going over again? Or this? I can't see it. I need you guys to repeat everything you said in the last 20 minutes because I was looking up uh, how Annie definitely was not. Or uh, Julie Temple definitely never started Annie. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm looking at like there's a there's a Pinterest article that says she did, but Pinterest is the fucking herpes of the internet. So yeah, I don't I don't believe it. Anyway, I was wrong. I admit it. <laughs> but. <laughs> What if that's one of those like uh, Mandela effect things where it's like, oh, everyone believes that and by everyone, I mean myself, believes that Shirley Temple was an Annie, but she never was. You know, well, I mean, most Annie movie or not Annie, most Shirley Temple movies like when she was little were in black. And she did play an orphan in a lot of movies, right? Yeah, I think so. OK. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I usually like I mean, to end the podcast on like a eh, note. That's the best way to end them, I think. Just uh, nobody knows what's going on and we're all kind of doomed. 